It's Brandy with Yours in Writing, where we discuss the ins and outs and highs and lows of being an indie author. Thank you for joining us, and you can find us on Instagram at yours underscore in underscore writing, on Twitter at yours underscore in writing, and on YouTube, and it's yours in writing. Uh, Today, our guest is Morgan Horst the author of Dandelion Dome and Other Stories. Thank you, Morgan, for coming and talking to us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. So before we get started, please tell our listeners where they can find you and your work. Okay, so my book, Dandelion Dome and Other Stories, is on barnesandnoble.com. You can get the paperback version and the ebook from Barnes & Noble's website, or you can download the Nook app and get the ebook that way. Um, my Instagram is morganhorse.19, and my Twitter is morganhorse underscore 19. Awesome, awesome. So this is your debut book? Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. So how does it feel to have a published book in your hands? Crazy. I remember when it came, I wasn't expecting it to come that day, like the first proof. And I saw like a little book shaped box. I was like, is that it? And as soon as I opened it and saw it, it was just like, it was insane. I've been wanting to do this for so long. And so just like all these years of wanting this to happen kind of just like came at me. I was like, whoa, you know, we did it. (laughs) Was that unreal? Yeah. That's amazing. It must be really, I mean, it must feel really good to have been able to write all those stories and get them into print. And how how has it been, how has the reception been from your readers? It's been really good. Um, I have a couple reviews online already, I believe. And the, within the first week of it being released, I had all my like high school friends texting me like, oh, I can't wait to get your book. It's so awesome. And I've started substitute teaching at my old high school. And so all my teachers have told me that they bought it and they want me to sign it. So the reception has been awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Do you um, have a specific teacher that might've inspired you to write any of the stories in your book? Um, Not inspired any certain story, I wouldn't say, but there was a teacher I had in high school. He was actually my theater director uh, because I was in drama in high school. And he inspired me to come out of my shell, I think, a little bit more. So not specifically writing, but more like just kind of pushing myself to achieve what I want and really just have the confidence to go for it. So, Oh, that's awesome. How many stories are in your book? Ten. Ten stories. And do you have a favorite? Yes, it goes back and forth but my favorite always like comes back to the last one it's called controlling colors and that one I think was just like one of my most favorite to write I usually obviously like take a while to write a story this one was pretty fast just because it was a story that I had inside of myself for so long and when I was finally able to like give it a little start and a little push it just like flew out And so it was just so much fun to write. I think it's one of my more creative ones. It's told in like reverse chronological order. 
So I think that makes it kind of interesting. And like I said, it was just a story that I'd felt needed to be written for a long time. And so it's my favorite to see in the book, see it actually be there for people to read and enjoy. It's awesome. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Reverse chronological order. That's very interesting. What inspired you to write it that way? I was in a couple writing classes at the time in college. I went to the University of Houston and I got my creative writing degree and they were big on experimenting with, you know, things we'd never done before. And I was always so much more of a like character driven author that I never really thought about structure really. And so when I was in that Mm -hmm. class, I really got inspired to start playing around with it. And I read this story that was told from you know, reverse order. And it was just so cool to see like Uh the end first and then go back to how they got there. It was so interesting to me. And so I wanted to try to do that myself. That's awesome. That's, that's uh, something that takes a lot of creativity to do. I have been writing for 17 years. Well, since I was in high school, so longer than that, but, and I have never thought to write a write a story in reverse chronological order. That's amazing. And the fact that you did it and, you know, have it, you know, in a published book, that's, that's even more amazing. Thank you so much. So, um, are they, they're all fiction stories, correct? Yes. And is there, are they all reality based? Like what, what is the genre of each story? Are Um, they fantasy or maybe contemporary? They're, Well, there's one exception, I would say, to this. There is one that takes place on Venus. So I don't know exactly how realistic that one is. I guess that one's a little bit more fantasy. But um, the rest of them as a whole, I think, is a little bit more rooted in reality. But I think a common theme with some of them is because they are so in the narrator's head and so kind of just like told strictly from them. You kind of question if it's really reality or if it's, you know, the reality they're making up. So they're mm. realistic stories, you know, but you got to kind of decide for yourself what's really going on. Yeah. So on to your backstory, what inspired you to start writing from the very first time you created a, 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 a <laughs> created a sentence? What inspired you to, to do that, I've, to enter the writing world? Yeah, I've thought about this question and I was so young when I decided I wanted to be an author. I was very blessed to have that passion in my heart from a super young age. I remember it was third grade and I don't know if we were like told to write a story or why exactly I decided to write one. But as soon as I did, I was like, that is so fun. I need to show everyone what I did and then I have to write more so they can read more. And I think just a love for it is what inspired me. And I've been going ever since. So that's great. That's great. My daughter, I have a six-year-old and she likes to watch Teen Titans Go. And she told me that she wanted to write a story about Starfire and her sister Blackfire. Aww. So I think her first foray into writing and writing fiction is going to be a fan fiction of Starfire and Blackfire. That's great. That sounds like a good story to me. <laughs> right? It sounds fun. And she's, you know, she's six. So she knows that I write, but she doesn't, you know comprehend the whole process so just to be able to inspire her to want to write a story yeah that's awesome um, yeah that's great so do you have a writing process are you a a planner a a a planner a plotter a panther not usually a planner I kind of just 
I might have like a little spark of inspiration and just write it down in my notes on my phone and then come back to it later. And once I start, it just kind of goes. I don't really know where I'm going with it. I think I've only written maybe two stories that like I knew the ending from the start. So I really just kind of write and (laughs) see where it wants to go. Um, There's been a couple stories, none of which are actually in this collection. Um, Hopefully they'll be in the next one. But I do have some stories that stem from really vivid like nightmares or dreams. And so those are a little bit more planned, obviously, because I've Mm. already kind of seen them. But usually it's just kind of writing. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think the fun of writing is not knowing how your story is going to end. And I have a project where I'm planning I'm plotting uh, most of it. I'm I'm doing an outline. I don't know what the ending is yet, but I don't want to outline the end. I just want to outline the main points and then, you know, let the story carry itself along. And outlining is like the most difficult thing for me to do because I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen. How can I outline, you know, the whole thing? Yeah, exactly. There's people that are able to do that from start to finish. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't understand. How do you do this? That's never been me. And my thing too is I am very big on writing it on paper first um, because I like to make sure that whether it's good or bad, I always have like a physical copy of it to change Mm -hmm. and like make it messy in front of me kind of. And then once I have it down and all my crazy thoughts, then I'll like type it up and kind of smooth it out and everything like that. And so sometimes just going back through it a second time to type it up will kind of give me some clarity like, oh, this is where this might be going. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite writing tool like a notebook or Um, tablet? Any journal I can get my hands on really. (laughs) I've collected so many journals over the years. There's just like a pile in my room. I'll just grab it for, if I'm starting a new project, I'll like pick a journal for it and just go. That's, that's cool. I have journals galore that are empty in my house. And the other day I was at the store and I was like, oh, this is so pretty. It was a, it was pink and it had like, um, it was like a mock wicker type cover. And I was just like, I really want this. And I was like, I'll buy it and I'll give it away. And then I was like, but who would I give it to? And then I could, you know, I confessed to myself that I just wanted it for me. Right. It was pretty. And, you know, I could look at it and write in it. But I have so many. I just, I need to stop collecting and just use all of them first. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one of the things about writers. You know a writer when you see a bunch of journals just all over the house, in the living room, in the bedroom, maybe on the kitchen counter. There's a notebook. There's always a notebook laying around somewhere. Right. And a lot of times it'll end up back in my room because I leave it like in the kitchen and then I'll come into my room the next day and see someone brought it back to me because I just leave it somewhere. <laughs> They're like, here's your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite part of novel writing? Um, I honestly haven't completed a novel yet. I am in the process of like two or three that have just kind Mm -hmm. of been sitting there while I've been working on the short story projects. Um, But I've always wanted to do novels. I think Uh probably just the fact that it gives you obviously a lot more room to world build and character build. And like I said, character is my favorite thing. And so I think once I finish a novel, the best part will kind of be seeing how my character just grows in all those pages. So yeah, it's writing a novel. My first novel, it took me 
10 years from the time I started writing it to the time that I actually had the proof in my hand took me about 10 years. Wow. And the writing, the writing process took about, I think, seven. Then it took me another two years to do my edits because I sent it to an editor and he sent it back to me, but I didn't do the edits. I just let it sit. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was like, I have this sitting here and I want people to read it. So I got off my butt and I, I published it in 2013. But I think the writing part was the most fun for me. And when I had to finish it, I think that's why I didn't want to to just push it out there because I was like, it's done. Like, I'm done writing it. It was kind of like a bittersweet because yeah. this character, you know, had taken me on this journey and then it was over. Right. Yeah, and I think, especially um, when it's that long of a process, I'm sure that's got to be really like a strange feeling. Like, wow, this is finished, you know? Yeah. Do you have like a favorite character that has has <laughs> stuck with you that you either want to carry, you know, forward, or will you just let her be or let them be? Um, I kind of need to decide the controlling color story. The one I said is my favorite. That's probably the character that's most personal to me. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that if not her specifically, a character maybe based off of her has a lot of potential. So I would like to do something maybe a little bit more with her in the future, hopefully. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, When you first started your your, um, short story project, did you know that you wanted to publish independently or um, if not, when did you decide to do that? Um, Once I decided that I wanted to publish this collection specifically, I think I always knew I would do it independently. Um, growing up, I didn't really know much about publishing, obviously. I didn't even really know that indie publishing could ever even be a possibility. So the expectation was always to go the more traditional route. But once I graduated college and actually had something that I wanted to put out there, um, COVID-19 hit actually right after I graduated college. And so I had a lot of time to do research on all the different kinds of publishing. And I always lean towards independent. That's always what attracted me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's you definitely have more control, but that's also a downfall of it is that you have so much control and you have to do everything. Yeah, so much to do. <laughs> it's a it's a ride. Yeah, it's definitely a ride and it can be a fun ride. <laughs> What is one of what is the biggest thing that you've learned so far from being an indie author? Um, I think, like you said, it's a lot more work than I originally anticipated. I thought the hardest part would be to write it and get the story done. And so once I had the stories done and all kind of put together, I was like, the hard part is over. But that wasn't true <laughs> in my case. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's definitely what I learned is that it's a lot of work. You really have to be dedicated to it you really like need to have to want it you know but I think that's also what makes it so much more rewarding and I don't know if I would ever not publish independently now so right right that's a, a thing I um, interviewed a gentleman named Armand Rosamelia last week and he is a hybrid. He does indie publishing, and then he also works with publishers. And I think it's really interesting to be able to do that because you, you know, you have your stories that you want to have total control over. And then there's when you're using a publisher, when you're going through a publisher, they might want to change things yeah. that you want to keep, or they might want to change the title, or they might, you know, just there's all these 
creative aspects that they're involved in that might, you know, be a conflict. And it can, I think working with a publisher, you have to be willing to relinquish control and, you know, go go with the flow. Right. And I think that's always been hard for me when it comes to writing. Like I will definitely get feedback and critiques with my stories and stuff. But if it's something I feel super passionate about, like, no, this has to stay or no, I'm not going to add that because it'll ruin all this. Like I, I want that freedom for myself. (laughs) I want that control. So it's always been really hard for me to, because, you know, you work on these things and they're so personal to you and so much of you goes into them. So it's kind of difficult when someone comes to you and it's like, oh, well, maybe you should change this. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, for sure. As a new indie author, what would you tell someone who's thinking about writing and becoming an indie author? Um, two things. One, I would say um, you have to love what you're writing about. I think you need to at least be passionate about this subject because either you're going to leave it and it's not going to be finished because your heart isn't in it anymore, or you are going to finish it and it's not going to be like everything it could be because you're not putting all of you into it. Right. So I would say if you're not passionate about what you're writing, you should probably try a different subject or something that really matters to you, because I think that'll make at least the writing process a lot easier and it'll make it easier for you to dedicate your time and effort to it because you have to dedicate your time and effort to it. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is probably uh, have realistic expectations. Like I said, not just about uh, the workload because I went into it thinking the easy part was done and that probably hurt me (laughs) because then I had to catch up on all this time doing all this other stuff you know Mm -hmm. so you need to expect the workload and also the feedback you can get I think it's wise to always kind of prepare yourself knowing that art is really subjective Mm -hmm. and some people are going to absolutely love your book and they're going to rave about it and tell their friends. And some people aren't going to have like the nicest things to say. And that's just, that's just art. And I think the better you prepare yourself for those more negative feedbacks, the better you're going to handle them. And the more you're going to be able to focus on the positives and build yourself up on those positives because that's what matters. That's awesome. That's really good advice too. I think a lot of people have this uh, misconception that writing is all glitz and glamour and, you know, everyone who's ever written a book is rich and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're living the life. And meanwhile, we're like, oh my gosh, it's taking me forever to write this story or, you know, this just doesn't sound right or, oh my gosh, I have to change this and that. And it's, there's so much of the unglamorousness in writing that it's just like, what do you think I do all day? <laughs> a lot more messy I think than Mm -hmm. people you know think about it and it takes a lot to make it that pretty and clean published thing at the end you know yeah whenever someone says oh well it can't be that hard it's like you just want to choke them (laughs) (laughs) like you try it yes (laughs) you try it you take a character and write you know 10 pages let alone write 200 pages or write you know, 60 pages. It's, but you know what? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose anything else. I wouldn't either. And I think the messiness of it is another part of like what makes it so rewarding and beautiful at the end. Like it's a lot to make this 
not glitz and glamour into the glitz and glamour, but it's so worth it in the end. Definitely. I know you said you're working on like three three novel projects. <laughs> yeah. As, you um, know, I think every every writer has those distraction projects and then there's the one that you're focused on. I'm, I'm working on three. I'm outlining one. I'm going to do second draft one in April and I'm writing a proposal for a true crime book. So oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out where to focus my time, you know, day by day. How, right. what are you working on right now? So in addition to the two, hopefully three novels, um, I'm actually working on maybe another collection. I have a lot of stories. They're actually horror this time because horror is my favorite genre to read. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really trying to start, yes. you know, trying my hand at that. So I have a lot of stories and I was planning to do a collection uh, either late this year or next year, but the title story of that collection, I'm still working on it and it's turning into a way bigger project than I thought it would be. So that might actually be its own book in itself, maybe like a novella. So yeah, the novels are really on pause while I'm trying uh-huh. to focus on this horror thing. So either a collection or a novella will be coming next. That's awesome. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing that. And if you want to come back and talk about it when it's done, you're more than welcome to do that too. I would love to. This has been awesome. So um, do you have any words of wisdom You know, for people listening or just for anybody in general, any words of wisdom? Well, it might sound pretty cliche, but I think that this right here is proof that you can accomplish your dreams. Like this has been my dream since I was eight in a third grade classroom. And it took a lot of hard work, but it's here and it's like my reality now. So it doesn't matter how far-fetched you think your dream is. It doesn't matter how much work you think it might take to get there, you can do it. Like, I promise you can do it. So just work for it. Just work for it. Definitely. Well, thank you again, Morgan, for coming and joining us here today. And please tell us once again where we can find you and your book. Um, on Twitter, it's Morgan Horst, H-O-R-S-T underscore 19. Instagram is Morgan Horst dot 19, I think, or Morgan dot Horst 19. And um, I actually also have a website. I wrote it down because I always forget these things. Um, Morganhorse99.wixsite.com. That is where you can find more about me, more about what I'm working on, and some exclusive stories that are in this. <laughs> um, as far as this goes, you can get the ebook on the Nook app, or you can go to barnesandnoble.com and get the ebook or the paperback edition. Great. Well, that is our time. And Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Uh, It was a pleasure talking to you, Morgan. And until next week, this is yours in writing.